Hello and welcome to South Asia Chat, a podcast brought to you by the Institute of South Asian Studies at the National University of Singapore. I am your host Divya Murali, a research analyst at the institute. Bangladesh's economy is in the midst of tackling a host of macroeconomic issues, including rising prices, exchange rate volatility, and subsequent widening of its current account balance. Globally, there is an ongoing geopolitical conflict in Europe. The COVID-19 pandemic is also far from over. Additionally, Bangladesh's economy is due to undergo a structural change owing to its upcoming LDC graduation and the country is also due for general election in 2023. In this edition of South Asia Chat, we will be talking to Dr. Muhammad Masdur Rahman, visiting research fellow at ISAS, to understand how these host of internal as well as external factors facing Bangladesh affects its economy and outlook in the next few years. Welcome Dr. Masood. Thank you Divya for having me today. To start off the conversation, let me begin with a question linking the recent budget to the existing economic issues facing the country. The budget for the fiscal 2022-23 was presented on 9 June 2022. Given the macroeconomic issues facing the country, including high inflation, exchange rate volatility and subsequent widening of the current account balance, which typically require monetary and fiscal policy interventions to work in tandem would you say that the budget 2023 has done sufficiently to address these issues on the fiscal front leading the path to course correction yeah thank you divya you have actually mentioned a lot of important issues a lot of macroeconomic issues exchange volatility is important issues now inflation is is a super hot issues now and under this you know backdrop the finance minister declared his budget on 9th june and uh, it's a very ambitious budget and he target the gdp growth rate 7.5% but he also set up the inflation is 5.6% in my justification this is very inconsistent so why i this inconsistent i explain one is you see the gdp growth rate 7.5% and this budget deficit is 5.5% of gdp and if you see the uh, budget expenditure which is 36% of deficit of total budget and among this 36% 22% will borrow from the domestic market and 14% the targeted from the foreign loan so one issue is if the government uh, borrow money from the domestic market that's mean the domestic private investor investment will fall because there's less amount of money for f- domestic private investment and if the government borrow money there is other issues that central bank need to supply more money in the market so that's mean the expansionary monetary policy so when you have a expansionary monetary policy that's means the inflation increase and sometimes when the government borrow money from the domestic market the local investment domestic investment decrease so when domestic investment decrease is you know set of gdp target 7.5% is is difficult is is very ambitious so there is some kinds of inconsistency with this target you know gdp growth target and you know inflation control target in addition that if you have mentioned there some other issues you know the trade balance 
the trade balance increased now to 24 billion dollar which, which was like 3 billion dollar few months before so this is the reason of global market price the finance minister in his speech he mentioned uh, the fuel, fuel price increased by 65% the fertilizer urea fertilizer which is the main you know uh, input for agricultural production increased by 115% wheat price increased by 65% also the trading corporation of bangladesh which is the government entity who control monitor the price the all essential product price increase you know sharply so according to this is actually not justified the inflation is is 5.6 percent is i think it could be around double digit so in addition if you see the 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 exchange volatility because uh, last one month taka has been depreciated uh, more than 10 percent so who is actually increase the you know the import cost so when increase import cost the production cost, cost increase which also lead to increase inflation so this all this scenario you can see the the government target gdp growth rate 7.5% and control inflation 5.6% is little bit inconsistent it was very interesting to see how closely connected all these concepts lead to its like a chain reaction so continuing with this factors that actually give off the inflationary risks uh, a lot of economic issues faced today in bangladesh and globally are owing to external factors as you mentioned like the pandemic and the ongoing russia ukraine conflict which has led to commodity market instability and rising inflationary pressures the pandemic particularly led to come out uh, led nations to come out with stimulus packages to support the economies bangladesh did as well could you deliberate uh, deliberate on whether the stimulus packages were effective for bangladesh and if the trade off of economic recovery from these packages outweigh the inflationary risks associated with it yeah thank you the government of bangladesh actually has been implementing 28 different types of stimulus packages which consist around 1.87 trillion bdt bangladesh taka if you convert to you know current exchange rate is around 20 20 billion dollar so if you see the budget speech of the, the you know finance minister the this year 2023 fiscal year uh, you know annual development budget expenditure is around 2.5 trillion bdt so that's mean if i calculate which is this stimulus package is around 72% of uh, adb annual development program so this huge amount of money spending to the stimulus package and because among this you know money one of the big sector is rmg sector regiment garment sector because 87% of bangladesh export goes to the you know by export by the rmg sector so big amount of money actually you know goes to the rmg sector so a huge amount of subsidy export subsidy stimulus package actually we spend for this sector uh, my understanding is it's need to time to you know eliminate this kinds of export subsidy because rng sector is enough capacity to compete with the global market and if we can reduce some of the export subsidy like you know rng sector that we have been giving more than like 5 billion dollar every year if you can shift this sum of money resource you know move some of this sector to other sector maybe more productive sector or 
you know, diverse our export or diverse our output or production because Bangladesh export is heavily dependent on RMG sector. So export diversification is key, you know, otherwise it's very difficult to sustain. You see last, uh, this during the pandemic, the trade balance is, you know, trade deficit is $24 billion. Because why? The w because of the just the international price increase. So export sector is not capacity, it doesn't have that capacity to actually compete now uh, to, uh, with this in, in, uh, import. So if we can divert some of the resource from this sector to other sector and help to increase the export, that could be useful for the economy. Uh, that's interesting to note, Dr. Masood. Now, uh, bringing in a social welfare angle, the pandemic pushed millions of people back into poverty and the present price rise exacerbates the pressure on the common man. Could you speak a bit on the socio-economic issues facing Bangladeshis today and how much of an economic consequence it has on the country at large? Yeah, you see the budget speech, the finance minister mentioned around 14 million people lost their job during the pandemic. But there is no uh, real you know, roadmap to how to create employment in this budget. In addition, uh, I have seen the social safety net program. Last year, uh, you know, the, in the budget, the allocation was like 18.9% of the budget. This year, you know, decreased to 16.7%, which is very surprising. In addition to this, you know, uh, this huge amount of foreign worker returned back to Bangladesh because of, you see, the remittance has been decreased. So there is no talk about the employment creation of this huge amount of, you know, uh, immigrant that's returned back to home. So social safety net program uh, is actually not in real shape. Of course, the government increased subsidy in agriculture sector, that's fine because when it's kind of actually social safety net program because when the agricultural production increase, the price is stable, uh, you know, the production increase, the price level in a stable price level, that low income people, they can afford, you know, the food and other commodity. So th that's good. But other area, for example, uh, the education sector. This is also important. is a is overall you know important area of development. The education sectors, you know, uh, contribution uh, in budget this year fall from two percent to one point five percent of GDP. So th which is very alarming. And in addition to that, I always call three F. It's called flood, fire and ferry accident. This is a very important and common accident in Bangladesh. You know, these kinds of socio-economic accident, you know, push the poor people and more vulnerable. And this actually increase the poverty, vulnerability. So every year, maybe you know, follow last two weeks before the big, you know, fire accident in Bangladesh. Many people died. The uh, ferry accident is very common. Flood, flash flood is, is very common. So the government is less concerned about these socioeconomic issues because the government is only now focusing, you know, uh, the COVID control and other stimulus packages for the export and other things. But these kinds of socioeconomic issues, safety net program is less, you know, um, more, you know, this less amount of money to investing this sector. And 
lack of governance of this sector is serious issues, which actually, you know, have huge problem for poverty, you know, and this kinds of big accident that, that, you know, destroying the income of huge number of, you know, low-income people. So it is a real concern. Striking a balance is always the most difficult. Uh, moving on, um, while Bangladesh is in the middle of tackling a host of economic issues, including simultaneously strategizing policies to prepare for the country's upcoming LDC graduation, the country is also due to face a general election in 2023. Could the unique complexity of the present economic challenges impact the upcoming elections? Your thoughts, please. Uh, yes, yeah, so last two elections basically, in, uh, 2014 and 2018, uh, under this ruling party, Bangladesh Army League, was not very inclusive and not very credible election actually. So uh, that's why the, the next year the election is very important for the inclusive you know, election because this um, opposition, opposition party, Bangladesh Nationalist Party, they did not attend in you know, the last two elections. So it is very important for sustainable growth, and you know, when the investors want to see the the stable economy, otherwise they don't want to invest. So next year will be a little bit tough for investor actually. So yeah, the the government recently enact a law, so the election commissioner act 2021, and recruit new election commissioner. But the opposition party demanding for the you know neutral government. Otherwise, they don't want to, you know, participate in this election process under this ruling party. So we are closely monitoring this and it's a very important, a fair and credible election for economic growth and sustainable development. That will be an interesting uh, political watch coming up in 2023. Yes, right. So to close off, I would just like to ask what, you, what would be your outlook for Bangladesh? What, in your views, are its potential opportunities and challenges, say, in the next five years? I, I think I can see the very bright future of Bangladesh. You, you know why? The country is already the $5 billion of economy. It's one of the twi top 20 economies in the world. And huge middle class, you know, 170 million people with huge middle class. So it's a really a bright future. In addition this, in the government and Bangladesh now has a capacity of implementing many mega projects. So they're not scared of implementing MRT project or tunnel under the sea or big, you know, next week, but uh, the bridge, the big, you know, bridge between Dhaka and southern part, which is basically connected with the uh, trans, trans, you know, uh, what is called uh, you know, connecting with the India and other country in the region. So, so the very big project. So, there are many, many diff different kinds of mega project implemented by the government. So, the, the government has capacity now to develop this kinds of nuclear plant project. So, the government implementing. So, the the huge potential and huge you know bright future actually. But I concern mostly on the lack of governance, good governance, corruption implementation you know capacity of the bureaucrat so that that is the area and also you see the bangladesh going to graduate from ldc by 2026 and then the most of the market bangladesh will lose this kinds of preferential market access so that would be another major issues for bangladesh so uh, 
another issue that we always talk about the export you know sector because Bangladesh is dominated by RNG sector. So export diversification is key. Otherwise, it's very difficult to sustain, uh, you know, this export market, export basket. Another issue, Bangladesh is heavily dependent on remittance of foreign, you know, foreign wage earners. And this pandemic now, last, you know, nine months, the exchange, you know, the foreign remittance you know, fall sharply. So it's depend on these kinds of you know remittance. It's not sustained in, in the economy. So the domestic capacity that we need to increase product domestic production, extra diversification, good governance. That issues need to address properly. Thank you for sharing your insights, Dr. Masood. Thank you for also taking time off to guest our program. With this, we've come to the end of South Asia chat. To learn more about our work, visit us at isas.nus.edu.sg You can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you and have a good day.